1: Listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode again. In this episode, we're going to be delving in with uh, relationship expert Bob Conlin from from the United States of America, Chicago, Illinois, to be more precise. Uh, I'm sure Bob will correct me whether that should have been Illinois, Chicago, I don't know, but Bob will come in in a moment. And also, um, certainly a regular participant now in this Blessed Beyond Belief Podcast and book series Rebecca Wheel from the UK. So um, I'm going to book the trend, Bob. Normally, ladies first. In certainly in a you know in a relationship phase of life that I came from. But I'm going to book the trend on that and inter- you know and welcome you to the uh, the podcast chat formally and say uh, yeah, very warm welcome, Bob. Is it Chicago, Illinois, or is it Illinois, Chicago?
2: It's uh, Chicago, Illinois. We do the city comma state uh over here uh, on the other side of the pond so
1: <laughs> okay. but either way it's great to, it's great to be back and uh you know throwing the ball around on this this fascinating topic bob of yes. relationships so you know let's start from a very 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 broad platform because i mean what are relationships you know where do we even start with this, Bob? Well, you know, you are a relationship expert. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But that's in a more kind of intimate space of particularly working with guys and, you know, uh, couples. Let's widen. We may end up back there in that more specific space, but let's really open this up. Give us your take, Bob, on that, that, that simple word, relationships. What does that really mean?
2: Well, I think our relationships are the way in which we get to experience life and we are in we're in relationship to everything and everyone right we have um you know a give and take with everything whether it be nature or other people or stories or impact or um whatever right we have we have this like kind of give and take experience um with with relationships and we're in relationship with with everything right and everyone and and the opportunity is to really explore and understand is you know what is my impact to those relationships right like how how am I impacting um you know those that I love those that um I lead um you know how am I impacting my environment so it supports the experience of life that I want And, and so on and so on. So, and, and fundamentally all of that expression of our experience of life is filtered through understanding the, the relationship that you have with yourself. And that's the, that's a lot of the work that I do is to really understand what is this filter or lens that I'm taking everything in through. Right. And then ultimately is that supporting the experience of life, love, leadership that I want to have, or are there some gaps there that I could, could, you know take some ownership of or some responsibility for and and move towards the experience I ultimately want
1: mm. thanks Bob that certainly lays a um, a good solid foundation I want to to build on that if I may and on the surface of it, and this brings in the topic of labels so allow me to kind of flirt with this topic of labels because we've got a label here that I'm going to pin on um a beautiful soul called Rebecca. And Rebecca is obviously a different gender. She's from a different age group, and she's from a different continent. So this diversity, and I want to kind of deliberately put that, you know, these bring these labels in, which is very kind of much a paradox because I absolutely do not believe in them, but to create this this picture of diversity and invite you and Rebecca and say, well, this word, this this magical word, relationships, what does that mean to you?
3: Hmm. So it's interesting because, um, for a lot of my life, like growing up, the word relationship for me would uh, automatically associate with romantic relationship. But as I've kind of, uh, I guess grown and gone on the kind of journey of of self awareness and and discovery, um, like it's really helped me to see and to understand. Uh, relationship in the sense of it being connected to everything so whether that's like relationship with food or um with um like like kind of how you know you alluded to Bob that it's Mm -hmm. it's literally every single thing is a relationship Um, so yeah and I guess the the connection I kind of see it as it's the way in which we interact and connect with uh with everything in the world um, it's kind of like the 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 yeah the thing that connects us to the external um, from the internal um, world that we live in. So um, so yeah. So it's really helped me in life to recognise that because I've actually then been able to um, look at uh, look at myself um, and the way in which I am um, like. Dealing with situations or or, mm-hmm. or or how that what that's actually teaching myself about uh, me and what the story is that's playing out there or what the kind of narrative is or or how that actually reflects upon what I actually how that relationship actually is with myself.
1: Mm. And that relationship with self. So, Bob, you know, from your experience and your your studies and obviously dealing with a multitude and myriad of different types of people, it's almost a black and white answer I'm looking for. And I know there's not a black and white answer, but I'm going to ask you the question anyway. You know, what is the most important relationship of all? And I want to even kind of... Reframe that, if I may, by bringing that down to two choices. And one is relationship with self or relationship with source. Or am I being too am I being too kind of clinical about this? Because I mentioned this, Bob, in the context of the many conversations I have with with, with people uh, and some of them are clients around what is the most important relationship of all? Is there a hierarchy within that?
2: I, it's a great question. <clears throat> excuse me. i would I would tend to lean towards that relationship to self um with the caveat that, you know, I'd actually add a third one in there. So you know, it's the relationship to ourself, which I think is the genesis for, you know, our ability to experience source or God or spirit or the universe, whatever you want to call it. And our relationship to self is also going to be how we, Um, experience others or life or, you know, whatever, everything else, right? So there's, there's a relationship to self, there's a relationship to source and there's a relationship to others. And those three um, I really feel like give us at least the compass to explore the opportunities that we have in our, in experiencing life. So if I'm feeling, um, you know, disconnected from source or myself, like I have, you know, I, I have the essentially the roadmap or the compass to then go go explore that deeper, go allow myself to explore that deeper. But I don't know that about myself if I don't have like the awareness essentially of what's actually happening to me. Um, you know, and I'm sure someone could argue or 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 point back that like, well, if you had that that deepest connection to source, spirit, God, universe, that that would be available, and it's. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. But like, for me, it's like, man, everything is an expression in which everything outside of me is, is an expression of what is inside of me. So um, the way I love myself, the way I'm critical to myself, the way I um, live purpose or don't, um, all of that is going to be expressed externally in my experience of life. And that, all of our life experience is experienced through relationship, through other people, through, like I said, nature, through experiences, through consequences, like all of it.
1: Mm, interesting. Rebecca, any thoughts?
3: Yeah, for me, it feels very much like um, they're connected to each other somehow. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like a hierarchy, uh, I think it's kind of, I, don't, I wouldn't say... From my experience, I don't see one as more important than the other, but just both uh both really important and both um, you know, connected in their own way. Cause I feel like how we who we are in ourselves, we have a connection with spirit and in a sense spirit is within us at the same time. So there's kind of this connection that's happening. Um so yeah, and it's an interesting um Thought to think that like everything that's going on internally within us, there's an expression or, or that's kind of being reflected in the external world around us. um So it's like you know the the idea of everything's really a mirror for us to see ourselves um at a deeper level. um So yeah, I'm not sure that I I I, I see it as a as a hierarchy, or I don't think I kind of don't think about it like that. Um, but it's an interesting question. Um, But yeah i I like bringing in uh what you suggested bob about the three the others because they are kind of the three main ones uh so that's Mm. interesting and this brings
1: in does sorry bob this brings in what um what rebecca's just said there about kind of what energy are we in are we in that predominant masculine energy because the question i asked was deliberately very strongly masculine you know, there has to be an hierarchy, there has to be a structure. Um, and the reality is, of course, well, if only in life was that neat and tidy and linear, yeah. no, yeah. it ain't. <laughs> so I was playing, I was kind mm-hmm. of playing with that quite a bit. And, you know, as a massive generalization, what I found with this kind of thread of conversation, Bob, and I'm really interested in your views on this, that more masculine energy dictates that It's got to be more logical. There's got to be a system in place. There's got to be a process in place. There's got to be a hierarchy in place. You know, source does come first. Self does come second or whatever it is, that kind of thing. Whereas the more free-flowing, feminine, and obviously I'll repeat again, it's a massive generalization I'm offering here. This is definitely not a one-size-fits-all nice and neat and tidy box. And I think it's fair to say, Bob, is it not? That relationships invariably never fit in a nice and neat and tidy box.
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. Relationships are some of the most the messiest things that we get to expect. <laughs> Ain't that uh, the truth?
4: In
2: in life. And, and going back to something that like Rebecca chimed in is um about the mirror, right? Like our relationships are some of the strongest, most reflective mirrors that we have, and particularly our romantic relationships, um, reflect back to us like who we're being, um, what we're doing, where our healing is, like where, you know, what we're able to celebrate and acknowledge, right? Like they, they will trigger up and drive this, drive, drive stuff up constantly. And and I always look at like our relationships, they're, they're mirrors and are also invitations Mm. to explore like what's actually next in our journey, you know, whether Mm -hmm. that's a healing journey or a coaching journey or a spiritual journey, um. Whatever it is, like they they get to re- if we choose to look at it that way, they get to reflect that back to us. and hmm. you know, regarding like the like the masculine feminine, like for me it, you know it's all about the balance of it, right? it's it's all about the balance of it. like we all have these masculine and feminine energies. and it's I feel like when they get out of balance is when that we we can get in trouble. So if I'm, you know and i see this a lot in being a father with my 3 year old son like he 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 requires a lot of feminine nurturing and presence right now that i don't always have access to so like i'll want or expect him to act a specific way and he doesn't and then what he mirrors back to me is that i get i'm getting frustrated
4: mm-hmm. why am i
2: getting frustrated Oh, there's, like, there's something in me that I can't be with. What can I be with? You know, Mm -hmm. and I I can trace it all the way back down to, like, this wound I have from my childhood.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? And then here, all of that is impacting um, my experience, my relationship with my son. So, it's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so then what's available? Right? So, you know, it's, like, oh, well, if I'm more in balance with these energies, like, I I tend to believe that, you know, feminine energy is typically an energy of more of curiosity. Mm So it's like oh what's actually happening here what's going on inside of me what's going on with my son what does my son actually need Uh right now what does he need from this father presence in his life and again it's just given me (laughs) that mirror to reflect back and that invitation to to explore
3: yeah yeah Yeah. um i have a question bob um i mean i'm I'm curious of your experience in, in relationships and dealing with people over many years um if for example like you just said about someone getting frustrated like or or annoyed if you're in a situation to what extent is that always a trigger like to what extent does that always suggest or or invite us into a kind of deeper inquiry into ourselves um do, do you have you found that that is always the case or is there exceptions to that
2: I mean, I have, I mean, there, you know, there's positive and then there's negative triggers, you know, there's things that create, I mean, they're both like triggers are an emotional state that gets Mm -hmm. driven up inside of us. So if it's, is it the experience that again, I go back to like, is this what you want or not? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. very quick. Like, and I will always go back to like, is this great? Is this what you want or not? And if it's not, you know, what is there, you know, what is there to, to learn? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, you know you get to have the full expression of being a human being like you get to have anger and sadness frustration you get to have joy happiness contentment like you get to have all that but again like where are you spending most of your time and is that what you want uh-huh. right like if you want to grow on like life and in your relationships frustrated and triggered and you know angry or um fine but if you don't, you know, and if that's not working for you, then, you know, let's get into a different conversation. And, Uh um, you know, so that's how I, you know, I tend to tend to approach it. And like one of my mentors one time was like supporting me through a, a difficult, I was really trying to wrap my head around like why this thing, and I don't really recall what was happening, but like why this circumstance was happening in my life. And, and I was trying to distinguish and figure it out. And like, what was it bringing up? And she's like, it could just be a crappy situation,
4: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> like yeah. period. So I think I think we can we can get into also the habit too of like oh, over distinguishing and mm. bringing a lot more significance to things uh-huh. than than it has to be. Versus just like yeah, I said I said a mean thing or yeah. I experienced a hurtful thing from someone. Sure, like yeah, like okay, like what do you need in the moment? And then you know we can, we get to move on to we don't have to like blow this whole thing up and like completely. Impact our relationship in a way that doesn't really serve anyone at the end of the day.
1: Mm. Yeah, and and my own take upon that that question Rebecca's asked there and how you've answered that Bob and I use the metaphor um, and I've used this before and and for me it's a great example. It really relates to me. But you listen, you two guys be the judge of whether it relates to you. But we're like a vehicle that goes on a journey. Now, you know, when we sit in that place of consciousness, that infinite open space of of love and, and you know, embracing all these various experiences of awareness, you know, it's great to say, well, you know, we're in the car. We're cruising along at 70. The sun's shining. The the sunroof's down. It's beautiful. Life's great. We're on a nice freeway. And, and life is just unhindered. However, as we know, life doesn't cut that way because as we come off the, the freeway and, you know, we come onto a side road and then the weather changes and it may be that there's been a storm, you know, and a tree's fell over the road. And as we go through life, Bob, isn't it true that sometimes we have to change those gears down into a different phase, into a different energy and even have to go in reverse in our lives. Now, for me, the the trick of this this dance with relationships, no matter what the dynamic is, whether it's deeply intimate or whether it's a kind of more formal, is to be prepared and flexible to change those gears is one thing. But even more important than that is when we do get bogged down in niggles and frustrations, and you know, even with anger with with somebody. somebody is to catch it, be aware of it, and catch mm-hmm. it as quickly as we can. So, you know, when we are on that journey and we, you know, we've had to put the car in reverse because we can't go down that particular road anymore, not to dwell on it, it's okay. Look, you know, at this moment in time, we are at a slightly different thought process or energy or whatever. And you know, there's no judgment either way, but it's clearly in this moment in time not working for us. And that's okay. But let's get out of this hole catch it as quickly as we can. We've got the car out the ditch and we move on. How does that work, Bob, as a metaphor? Is that too simplistic?
2: No, I, I think it's a I think it's a great one. And I think it takes a <clears throat> it takes an incredible amount of responsibility, right? To and again, I think this goes back to like what the heck understanding what the heck is actually going on with me. What is this oh. relationship I have with myself? So it's not until then to we we can't actually take responsibility for the the impact we're having you know, inside or outside of the relationship. And, and I think once that awareness gets generated, we could then, you know, start to get curious and then choose out of it and then realign with, again, the, ex- the experience of, of what we want. Um, the, when you're sharing the, the Ram Das has a saying that like, we're each walking each other home. Uh-huh. And I, I just love that because I think it, it just, it really speaks to the opportunity that's present and exists in all of our relationships um, at any given time. And we're all seeking to to find our our wholeness, right? Mm -hmm. We're all seeking to find um, what it it means to be alive and what it means to be human and having having this experience. And um, you know, I I really feel that um, with responsibility and awareness and understanding is that like, we get to then do that yeah you know if we're constantly in a triggered state or victimized or so right about the thing and not curious at all that limits that that experience to like walk each other home
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's also rebecca isn't there that kind of building on what bob's just said there this kind of much maligned ego all the egos piping up again and, and i think you know for me bob um and, and and I kind of sort of put this your way, Rebecca, for your thoughts. But I think we have to be careful as humans not to become theorists about what's really playing out. So you know, to have a great awareness about being triggered, our shadow side, call it what you will, is fantastic. But I think also we can get trapped in the ideology of and the much maligned ego. When really it's that self acceptance and self forgiveness of, do you know what? It's actually okay for me to be angry.
3: Yeah I think that's really important because um, I think if we're suppressing or feeling like an emotion that's coming up is not okay or like we're not allowing ourselves to just feel what we feel and express that then it kind of gets pushed down and I've found that in my life if I if I do that at some point it will come out and it will come out all distorted and in the kind of uh, it kind of erupts um in like you know a way that's um It that didn't have needed to happen if I had kind of just said or expressed or uh, felt, I guess, like what I was what I was feeling in that in that moment. So yeah, I I really agree with that. I think the um I remember hearing something once around uh, expression is the antidote to suppression. Um, so that really resonated with me because you know just giving something a space, you know. So I think we're we're taught as as children as well. It's you know to um, oh don't be angry, don't be cross, don't you know? And so there's this whole conditioning around you know or, or girls you know taught um, be nice, be be polite, be kind. So there's all these kind of like uh, conditioned ways as well in which like we're taught that an, an emotion or a, a way of being is is not right or is not okay, and we need to get back to that kind of happy state or that whatever you know. And so, um, so yeah, I really believe there's, there's something to that in terms of allowing that anger to be there or whatever the emotion is.
2: 100%. You brought up a good point. Like, I think we get conditioned or trained to start to judge our emotions or judge our internal states as good or bad. And what that really does is I think that starts to rob us from just the full expression of being a human being. Like, you will get angry you will get upset and mm-hmm. you know. typically <laughs> we try to suppress that not feel it make it wrong which which just creates a, another energetic dynamic within inside of us that doesn't mm-hmm. serve us right yeah. so a lot in like you can be angry but you don't have to act on your anger mm-hmm. right you can you can experience anger um you can experience sadness but you don't have to act on your sadness i think it's when we act it, act with those what most people would say like negative or challenging emotions that's when we can get in trouble or cause more damage that you know we may or may not intend to but we get to experience that Mm -hmm. well i would i would argue we have to we have to we have to experience levels of anger sadness grief um because that allows us to experience levels of happiness joy and freedom like it we need we need the highs and the lows of life to to experience all of it And, um, you know, I think in particularly with men, like we're we're so conditioned and trained to not feel to push through to, um, you know, work harder, like, Mm -hmm. don't express don't do that. And I think, you know, over time that that creates damage, and it causes, it causes problems, because one, we don't know how to express. And then it builds up and builds up and builds up to a point to where we create like a devastating health consequence, we act out violently um you know we get more depressed you know we have suicide rates that are higher like all this stuff that just starts to really impact us and it's like you get to feel you get to feel that's Mm the yeah
1: i want to prod and poke bob if i may what you've said about the acting out our anger our frustration and i want to put this scenario to you so isn't part of the glue that cements relationships part of having that space to share that that intimacy with somebody and to say you know not necessarily flag up well do you know what right now i feel so angry did it did it or what however it plays out but to have that space and that confidence and that intimacy with somebody that you can actually release that energy because for me you know when i look back over my life that's been a really really powerful glue because to know that somebody will hold that space and yep. I put a big caveat on this, but catch it quickly. So I'm yep. not saying we embroil ourselves in a rant and rave for hours and hours and, you know, we treat whoever's in our midst, you know, to that toxic energy. But I think there's something and, – and this may, may flirt with the concept of dependency. I mean, I don't think it is dependency, uh, but I could see how somebody might say, well, the, you know, the fact that you're leaning on somebody or you've got that safe space – kind of there's a codependence in there i absolutely totally totally reject that any Mm. thoughts bob always safe to kind of be with you know in the midst of somebody where we can get angry and you know and i'm going to play devil's advocate yet again where they bear the brunt of that frustration and anger and it's got absolutely nothing to do with them or maybe it has maybe it is part of the trigger whatever the scenario but that safe space that glue that actually through these shared experiences, like you you kind of, in, in my humble opinion, flagged up earlier on, you know, the joy, the elation, the sadness, the despair, whatever that rich myriad is, when that car goes on the journey, because we ain't going to be traveling at 70 miles an hour in top gear with the sunroof down all the time. Any thoughts, Bob?
2: Well, I, I think it speaks to we, I, I think we all need a, a place or space to be seen, to be heard and ultimately to be understood wherever we're at in the moment. And, um, you know, I think when we try to go it alone for too long, that's, again, that's when I think we run into trouble. And, again, it goes back to, you know, responsibility. Like, if I'm upset, I get to – if I'm upset in my marriage, I get to own those feelings as my experience. I don't get to, to then use them to attack my wife for what she is or is not doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the practice too, because I think a lot of us, because we're not, we don't know any better. We're, we're trained to have this victim mindset of you're doing this to Mm -hmm. me. How dare you, you need to change versus like, here's my interpretation of the experience and you know, it hurt. Right. It it hurt me. And then, you know, if you have enough, um, Facility around a conversation like that with your partner it's much easier to work through versus like having it become like a complete breakdown in the relationship where you're both trying to buy for who's hurt more or who's more of the victim or who did the thing <laughs> most wrong what you know whatever it is but you know I, I think one of the um, you know one of the most powerful things is just is to provide just allow that expression to happen like to provide that space without trying to fix manage or control what the other person um you know is bringing um i i remember a a personal situation i was i was upset about um something that was happening with one of my my colleagues i was very frustrated with them and i was i was sharing with my wife like just kind of venting letting it all out and she kept going what else And I could just vent more, and she's like, "What else? Keep going. What else? What else?" It was almost like if you could visualize like just the deflation of a balloon, Mm -hmm. right? And I was animated, I was triggered, I was hot. You know, I was raising my voice and screaming, and like, you know, I'm sure it wasn't pleasant to be in my experience, be in my presence at the time. But what it did is like she she wasn't trying to fix, she wasn't trying to like provide solutions, she wasn't, um, you know, trying to make the other person wrong. She's just like, "What else you got? What else?" What else? And it was like it was kind of a kind of annoying in the moment because like mm-hmm. it it was all me. Like it was all like like it was all my stuff yeah. that I got to own and get out. And I was like, why am I owning this? Like why am I carrying this stuff around? And like mm-hmm. eventually that's where I got to the to the point where I just was like, Okay, all right, I'm done. <laughs> you know, like mm, yeah. I feel better. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rebecca, any thoughts around that?
3: hmm um yeah I think it's uh that responsibility because it's so much easier to kind of blame others it's so much easier to look and look at other people and kind of think you know what they're doing wrong and 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 um like that victim mentality of they're doing things to to me but you have so much more power when you can have the awareness and just bring it back to yourself and and um um, take that responsibility so I think that's really key because uh, otherwise you're getting embroiled and you're getting uh, it's just go it doesn't go anywhere um, and there's there's um, a lot of uh, yeah power in taking the responsibility back um, but yeah no I think that's uh, around expressing and just getting it out is so healing um, you know so um, someone that can ha- kind of hold that space in those moments and um, even, you know, I guess there's different ways or different tools or uh, methods as well, like journaling could be one or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is, um, but but there's probably not one that's better than the other, but I guess it's just mm-hmm. what works. But I do think that, yeah, having, having a space um, with someone else is probably a, a, a vital part because if we're just doing it by ourselves, and we're not having those kind of maybe uh, safe spaces with, with someone else we could not see things or we could um i don't know yeah just uh
4: mm.
1: i think this where this kind of this conversation's landing the energy of this beautiful dance that's uh it's landed I, it feels really appropriate now to introduce the f word forgiveness mm
4: mm-hmm.
1: Because what underpins this surely all of it, whether, you know, much, much emphasis quite rightly is put on the self, you know, as, you know, as we've already alluded to, you know, we've kind of set that foundation right at the top of this, this, this amazing conversation around, you know, the self and that self forgiveness of, you know, not that there's a self judgment, but I'm going to use terminology deliberately provocatively that this self judging, I got that one wrong. Of course, we didn't get anything wrong. But it may have took us down a road that was not self-serving. And I think to have that awareness in any dynamic of any relationship and say, do you know what, hands up, probably didn't do the best thing there, Paul. But, you know, yet again, to catch it quickly in the moment of, but I'm going to forgive myself for that. Mm -hmm. And by me forgiving myself and releasing that energy of, you know, judgment and blame and, you know, criticism and all that, you know, the three deadly sins, the three deadly sins, criticism, comparison, complain. We kind of just release that. And I know that's, you know, that might sound like a nice, convenient, fancy theory of, oh, just forgiven. It'll all be okay. Any thoughts um, this time, Rebecca, I'm going to ask you first, any thoughts around this F word forgiveness? How important is it in our relationships?
3: Hmm. I think it is it is really important I think it's really important to um to forgive yourself you know if because otherwise we hold this you know I, I guess what I've been thinking about as well as is, is love and self-love and unconditional love as as this conversation's unfolded and I'd like to get your thoughts around that Bob because I think there's the 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 idea of it and the theory side of it, that I don't know how that looks practically as well. Like It would be uh, interesting to just to hear your thoughts, obviously, in your experience as a relationship coach and how that plays out. But, I mean, for forgiveness, um, yeah, I think it's so important to have that forgiveness because it clears it. It kind of, otherwise things get held and carried through. Um, but I also wonder, and I'm curious around if that's ever... And I don't think I actually believe this, but I'm just thinking that like if that's ever a license to just do whatever, because then you can just forgive. And I don't think that that's true, but it's just something that's come to my mind. Um, but I think, yeah, I think ultimately it's, it's it's really important to forgive because otherwise you're carrying things and you get burdened with um
4: A
1: mixed bag there, Bob. Pick the bones out of that pot if you will. Sorry,
3: metal over the (laughs) blaze. We went all. No good. Many rabbit holes
1: there, but that's fine because it's all relevant.
2: Yeah, so I think I mean, yes, you know, I think forgiveness is vital in, um, in moving anything forward. You know, and and yes, like self forgiveness, and you know, I I really feel that you know, forgiving others or circumstances or consequences or whatever, it's, you know, it, it is still really for us because mm. we're, hold, we're holding on to something that has hurt us. And, like, why do we want to keep holding on to that? Like, what's it in service for, right, to create a story or a resentment against them? Mm. Um, And then what do we get out of that, right? It's just not, it's not, it, in the long run, it doesn't serve much. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say, too, that, you know, this kind of speaks to, like, just, having forgiveness as a tool and letting anything happen to you. Like, I think that's another, uh, you know, another conversation, but, you know, forgiveness is very much a journey, you know, like it's not a, I've forgiven this or I've forgiven them. And then it's like a one and done, like it's a process, you know, I still, you know, work on forgiveness for things that happened to me 30 years ago that I've done tremendous amount of work on, but like, there's some days where I have to step back into Mm -hmm. that. That practice. And, and I think that until it's not until we actually can allow forgiveness to start to happen, that we then don't get to see um, like the opportunity in our struggles or the opportunity in our challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not until we start that process of forgiveness that we can be like, what is this moment teaching me or what is this person teaching me? What am I learning about myself through this moment? You know, so if if we're still holding on to the thing or, you know, holding on to our hurt or, you know, setting up strict rigid boundaries or, um, you know, we haven't started that journey of forgiveness. I don't really think we can start to see the opportunity, Uh right? Like what, you know, what is available to me now based on this experience or this person, this outcome, this conversation and in that opportunity is where you get to grow. Right is where you get to learn something about yourself and and learn something about that relationship to self that again hopefully and ultimately is going to support you in creating the experience of life that you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of i just building on that, bringing in the word gratitude as well. And and you know my style now, particularly on well, uh, on podcasts where I do play that masculine either or black white hierarchical, deliberately so, deliberately so, Um, but which comes first, chicken and egg kind of, I was going to say chicken and egg kitchen, I don't know where the word kitchen came from, Um, (laughs) chicken and egg situation, which comes first, Bob, gratitude or forgiveness, or am I being too masculine around this, and I'm deliberately doing this to kind of, I suppose, you know, communicate and show that how we how we show up in our energy can really take us down one road or another. So this you know this conscious deliberate mechanist mechanistic masculine approach, stricted approach. It's got to be black or white. It's got to be either or. And let's just use gratitude or forgiveness. Bob. any thoughts around which comes first, or actually totally dispel the you know the game I tried to play there. It's like well yeah. no, yeah. Like, neither <laughs> nor. Either or, you know, you flip a coin. Sometimes it'll be heads, sometimes it'll be tails, and both are fine.
2: Thoughts, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think you look at it both ways. You know, like, um, does gratitude allow for more forgiveness, or does more forgiveness allow for more gratitude? And I mm-hmm. would argue that both, you know, you could find value in that approach to both. You know, and they're both good, you know, context in which to create relationship from. You know, is is you know what am i grateful for in this moment what am i grateful for in this um you know with this relationship with this person you know what do i need to forgive you know what what level of forgiveness is available for me and these can both be daily practices or practices multiple times a day you know we're inundated with experiences that um aren't always comfortable and it's you know i think it's the opportunity to to focus on you know what you are grateful for and mm-hmm. to also focus on like what needs to be released, you know, oh. which can be through forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that they can both, um, you know, feed into each other. Um, I don't, I don't know if one has more weight or power than the other. Um, cause it just depends on how, you know, how you approach it. You know, but both are, both are, you know, important, uh, things to explore for sure.
1: Yeah. And for me, the reason I deliberately ask that, you know, either all of that stark polarised black or white, you know, there's only one answer question. And I do this regularly, as you know, on, on my kind of podcast approach, um, because the reality is there is no one way, is there ever? No matter what the scenario that may be, it's a dance between the polarities of energy. You know, as humans, we're a rich, extremely rich myriad of diverse experiences. Uh, levels of awareness you know we're on this voyage of discovery and you know there there is never ever um if we can free our mind mob in my humble opinion and i'm taking responsibility for my journey here because i wasn't you know for many many years Uh, for the biggest part of my life I wasn't in that freedom of mind to be able to do this so I was constrained by conditioning and this is the way it has to be and you know particularly within that masculine energy and I know you and I have spoken about this privately Bob where you know winner takes all you know big boys don't cry you know the cliches go on and on and on so um yeah so as we draw to a close Bob I want to ask you both this the same question um so somebody will come to you, a client, a friend, it doesn't matter what the dynamic. Oh, you keep telling me we're blessed beyond belief and relationships are at the heart of that. And I don't quite understand that. Why are we blessed beyond belief to have these relationships? What does that mean? Because, by the way, Bob, you haven't got all the big bills. You know, my partner's just left me. I've just lost my job. You know, whatever, whatever, you know, as you alluded to earlier on, and I I certainly don't want to cast any judgments on this, but, you know, that victim mode. And and I'll take ownership. I've spent a lot of time in that space. What would you say to Bob, to someone that said, you know, Bob, you're, you're a relationship expert, but what, why do you think we're blessed beyond belief? Because you've stipulated the relationships that are at, at the very heart of everything we say and do and on. How would you kind of how would you frame that, Bob, to give somebody that inspiration or that one takeaway?
2: Love.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, I think simply put, it's it's one of the most powerful ways that we get to experience love, both giving and receiving. And, um, you know, particularly in any, you know, any relationship, you know, I, every relationship you have, whether that's with a person, a thing, nature, universe, earth, God, it's, it's at some point, it's going to end because you will cease to be alive. Right. And, and in, in that um, ultimate expression of love is what comes right along with it is the ultimate expression of heartbreak. But, you know, if, if we avoid our whole lives or trying to protect ourselves from that heartbreak, um, or, you know, or you could use fear, right? If we're living a life of fear, um, we're, we're limiting one of the most powerful forces in the universe, which is love. So, you know, I think that, you know, our, you know, our relationships, primarily romantic ones, they're one of the greatest vehicles that we can have or love. And I might also argue as like, you know, having children, right? Those are, you know, those are some of the two most powerful things. And they both come with potential devastating consequences. Like your partner will will pass away one day. Um, your child might pass away. Like there's no guarantees to any of this, but, you know, to allow that fullest expression of love and, and of life into your experience um, is one of the most courageous. And like, you know, what, I mean, what else is there? What are we doing any of this for? You know?
4: Mm. You know. So,
1: Rebecca, concluding th- thoughts or foods, <laughs> <conclude, laughs> concluding thoughts to you, oh. <laughs> Um,
3: so in terms of blessed beyond belief, um, yeah, I I think of it as like zooming out and like really looking at life and the gift that it is and, you know, I think when you can uh, recognize and and have like um, it's a practice of, of gratitude and forgiveness as we've spoken about and and um, being open and being curious and uh, embracing um, love and the fullness and this the whole spectrum of all of it and just um, I guess, yeah, really looking at it as a is this big adventure um, you know and uh and that's such a beautiful thing and obviously there are the ups and downs there's never going to be anything different there's always going to be the whole roller coaster of it all so yeah i think it's about just going with that and just um trying to see the beauty in all of the moments really and um and choosing i think ultimately it's a choice um of of choosing uh to be uh, more in a place of love like over in a place of fear and it's just a journey I think we go on with ourselves and um, a journey of discovery really of, of, mm-hmm. um, okay. of who we
4: are
1: yeah journey of discovery and if I may I'd say if I could just include one word and this is only my own humble thoughts just by way of the conclusion a journey of self-discovery so up to you, listeners. I uh, I want to thank Bob. I want to thank Rebecca because I think and feel that it's been an absolutely amazing conversation. I like to think that we've touched on a you know a whole host of diverse angles, their <laughs> perspectives, that and you know within the context of our being blessed beyond belief, which we, we are, and I think you know note to self, Paul. Sometimes I lose track and I lose sight of that. So. Guys, thank you so much. And all that remains now is to sign off the way that uh, we always sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will
0: you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?